Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast from the Blue Earth Summit, a movement and community driving positive action for our natural world. In this series, we'll bring you some of the highlight talks and conversations from our first summit in Bristol in October 2021. In this episode, funding climate action. Staying on top of your carbon footprint can be hard. Whether it's monitoring utility bills or measuring business travel, keeping track of your impact isn't necessarily as easy as it seems. Elliot Coad and his team at Ecology are leading the way to fund climate solutions and drive clean energy and sustainable growth, all through their carbon reduction initiatives. With projects around the world, Ecology has to date funded the reduction of almost 1 million tonnes of carbon and funded the planting of over 24 million trees. To understand more about the movement and the need to fund climate solutions, here's Elliot. One day in early 2019, I bought myself a coffee on the way to work, just as I'd done thousands of times before. And I'd asked myself, how much climate action could I fund with this one coffee's worth of money? Well, the answer to that question has kicked off the most amazing journey. I'm Elliot, CEO of Ecology and co-founder. And 28 months from that coffee shop revelation, um, Ecology finds itself as the leaders in collective climate action. Our community of over 25,000 individuals, families and businesses have been funding carbon reduction projects to the tune of 700,000 tonnes of carbon removed or avoided. We've been doing this by funding all sorts of amazing projects, such as clean energy through wind, solar and micro-scale hydro, um, as well as protecting our natural carbon sinks, such as our rainforests, wetlands and peatlands too. And we also love supporting community projects that also end up with reducing carbon. Such projects like, um, you know, installing or providing access to clean water. And uh, and we love planting trees as well and restoring forests. Just this time last year, we planted three million trees. So the rate of acceleration is really exciting indeed. And all of our impact to date, let's say when our trees grow up, plus the impact of those other projects we talked about earlier, all of that we estimate will have the same impact as 2% of the UK's carbon footprint. And this is with a very small community. So, But I'm here today to talk about two large problems associated with the climate crisis. The first huge problem that we're talking about is that passion isn't leading to action. Now, it's just last year that Reuters Institute carried out a global survey and they extrapolated to find that 5.4 billion people deeply care about climate change. How is that passion on an unimaginable scale leading to action? We must act now. How many times have we heard this already? And how many times are we going to continue hearing this, do you think, all throughout our lives? When I hear this, or when I see this kind of call to action, I kind of imagine an amazing Netflix nature documentary through beautiful storytelling and cinematography. I feel with just I feel so engaged and connected to what's happening here. And at the end, Sir David Attenborough would say, "We must act now." What do you do when you when you hear that? I sort of just kind of internally nod. I feel, I feel myself kind of nodding a bit and grimacing at the same time, like, geez. Um, you know, you think about your own 
what you think about your own actions, like reducing your own carbon footprint, my gut instinct is those reductions aren't enough to match up what we're, what we're talking about here with the, the crisis that we have. And that would be right. Reducing our carbon footprint is so important, but it's, it's not happening on the timescales that the carbon budget that we have remaining has a timescale associated with it. It's just not fast enough. The second whopper of a problem for climate is money isn't going into solutions. Let's just talk about solutions just for a second. Here's a list of 84 climate solutions that have been studied by Research Institute Project Rawdown. Now, they are the, the leading researchers on understanding what our climate solutions are. And they very clearly show us a pathway where we can reverse climate change if we just fund these established climate solutions. Now, established is the operative word here. There's a lot of attention at the moment on a new and emerging technology such as carbon capture and storage. Now, there's a lot of hope attached to that as well. But let's say, well, for example, the leaders in that space, Climeworks, just last month they said their original mission was to remove 350 million tons of carbon dioxide and store it away. Now that mission is just half a million tons of carbon dioxide in a longer time span too. There's a real role for these new and emerging technologies that we're going to rely on in the future, but it's the future again. It's, again, it's not the timescales that we have on the remaining carbon budget. So these are our heroes, and we have to love and know and understand and support them because Project Drawdown's research shows us that there's over 15 trillion tonnes of carbon that we could be removing when we support these projects in a big way. So we have the solutions, but do we have the money that marries up with it? So as I was saying earlier, about five and a half billion odd people who are deeply concerned about climate change, if we rounded up those people and also applied, it appears that there's well over a billion people who could easily afford 10 pounds or $10 a month. And if we think about that money in terms of going into climate solutions, that's hundreds of billions of dollars a year, trillions over a decade. There's a huge amount of opportunity here. And then if you think about how that can convert into climate action. Well, with ecology, we see a lot of this firsthand. We've got thousands of individuals, businesses, families, enterprises, and using our numbers, and then also forecasting increased prices of, of climate action in the future. Even still, it may look like we only may need a quarter of, of this billion to achieve something so lofty as avoiding half the world's emissions by 2040. Clearly, there's an opportunity here of a, on a serious scale. But what we are missing, really, is those tools that bring those worlds together. Throughout history, it has been tools that have, that have led to great advancements in humanity, whether it be a chisel, uh, a compass, the internet, or a power station. It's been tools which can kick off brand new eras for us as humanity. But how well equipped do we feel for climate change? When we hear we must act now, what tool is it that we, that we pick up? Now, it's different for individuals and businesses, but there's a lot of overlap. As an individual, the first thing you should do is go to your own carbon footprint 
and then cut out some of the big hitters. That's things like removing or reducing red meat, cutting out flying, moving your bank and pension to an ethical one. But then you start coming to the smaller hitters, and they're kind of more difficult, and they're impacting your lifestyle more and more. Now we should all be doing that. We should all be on that journey. But you start to approach the wall of progress, and the, that wall doesn't feel good. You feel unconnected. You don't feel like you're part of the solution, and that is just that's just rubbish, really. And as a business. You have an even greater responsibility because of the size of your carbon footprint. So every business needs to know their carbon footprint to be able to work out how to make progress on that. But it's easier said than done. Measuring carbon footprint can be very expensive. For very small businesses, it's expensive, and then for much larger businesses, it becomes、um, exponentially more expensive. And let's say when you do that outlay for your、uh, measuring your carbon footprint, and then the next Obvious and the right thing to do is be offsetting your your remaining carbon emissions. Well, those carbon emission, those carbon offset you're, that you're paying for, are sometimes between three and ten times more expensive than they should be. So it's a big outlay for a company, but the value exchange isn't quite there. Maybe you've only got a PDS certificate to show for it at the end of it. Businesses need more, and consequently. Almost all businesses haven't measured the carbon footprint, especially out of our kind of sustainability circles that we are in too. And there are problems too with actually measuring your carbon footprint. Traditionally, it's based off、uh, manual observations on what's happening in your in your business. So that could be understanding your utility bill or、uh, measuring your business travel. Well. For example, Ecology doesn't have a utility bill, and we don't have much business travel to to talk about either. But we we spend a lot of money in different places, lots of very small areas, lots of little techy microservices, and lots on ad spend and all that. Where is that in the in the grand in the grand part of the estimation? So I want to talk about two tools. Two major opportunities for progress in these in these huge problems. First of all, a subscription to reverse climate change, something that any individual, family, or, or business could be doing. And the next is real-time carbon footprinting, but one that's achievable for any business. So it's、uh, it's comprehensive, it's compliant, and it's convenient too. So I'm going to dig in a little bit about what we're doing at Ecology, but these are tools. That I hope will just inspire next generation of tools and complement it, because we need these tools to, to make this. Just we need a lot of progress, and we need a lot. We need it fast. So let's start with a subscription service to reverse climate change. This is how I started at that kind of coffee shop, wondering how much climate action I could fund with one coffee's worth. Well, one coffee's worth a week. Could offset my entire carbon footprint with the highest certified carbon、uh, reduction programs, and on top of that, plant another 140 trees around the world. That's a serious slice of climate action that I hadn't been doing before, and that I hadn't noticed on the kind of the, on the money side. It's, it's essentially pocket change. It's about four pound fifty, five pounds a month. Now I just think. Could everyone do that? And I, in the end, didn't end up losing out on the coffee that I wanted to buy. Done them both. 
So we've got a team version as well, and that's a client-positive workforce. I'll just dig into it a little bit now um, in terms of this description. So this is how we started, the, the, the three of us, um, with some two brilliant and talented people, uh, my wife and also a good friend. But we're our own worst customers, cynical as they come, and also quite sceptical too. I just couldn't quite fathom that we'd be able to connect what we're talking about here with action and making sure it went in the right places. But we use this as an opportunity. If we could convince ourselves that it was going in the right place, it was being handled correctly, and it was really delivering, then that'd be great. If we remove those obstacles of being skeptical and the lack of trust, and we flipped on and on its head and just did everything based on trust. So I'll just give you a little whistle-stop tour of what we ended up doing. Um, so first of all, you get to grow your own virtual forest. But this is like a mechanism where you can actually see the underlying impact that you're having. So our latest generation of tree planters, you can actually tap on each individual virtual tree and then see a photo of it, see what particular species was planted in the ground and on the particular day that it went into, and the GPS. And it's also a public place on the internet. You get to show your friends and family and inspire your colleagues and customers and then see what action can kick off because of that too. We love data and any data that we see, you should be able to see too and really enjoy it so you can really nerd out. Um, and then on the gamification side, this is a very powerful lever that we can have to have you know, people, individual WhatsApp groups competing against each other for more climate action businesses and founders competing each other to get to the top. It's a race that no one loses. And we also needed, well, this mission is an altruistic mission, what we're trying to do here. So the company and the organization behind this needs to be just this mirror reflection of it. So we've got, well, we try and do 10 out of 10 of just on ethicalness, essentially. The kind of our main thing is our public impact and operations ledger. Now, this is just a vast database, uh, sorry, spreadsheets, I should say, of just all of our supply chain, all our receipts, anything that we know, you should know. So our quarterly reports, financial perspective, um, even things like our board meeting minutes. It's just all up there. And then finally, just because we're doing it for the right reasons doesn't make us the most informed people to be doing this from a, from a scientific background. So we formed this 15-person strong uh, independent climate committee, and they keep us accountable. They guide us in everything that we do. Second massive opportunity for a tool to get right is real-time carbon footprinting. Now, the timing of this event is very nice because it's actually just this week that we're actually going to come out of stealth mode of what we've been working on, and it's called Ecology Zero. We've been working silently with our 8,000 other businesses and kind of testing them what they need, what do they, like, how can we build a tool that fits their business of any scale? And that's just, well, I'm going to cut to the chase. It's extremely exciting. But one of, the, one of the key things we're needing to achieve here is that it's convenient. Convenient for, in terms of removing hurdles. First great hurdle is price. It's too expensive for small businesses. And as I was saying, it's very expensive for the larger ones too. So we're removing that cost, but, uh, cost barrier essentially. And the second half of the convenience is that it needs to be usable by basically anyone in your company. So anyone on your operations team 
can run this. The second is comprehensive. So just like I was saying earlier, where your carbon footprint can lie in, un in interesting areas, like for us, our carbon footprint lies in kind of the data and technology services and advertising spend. We want all that to be part of our carbon footprint. And the next, it needs to be compliant. It needs to be in line with the environmental standards, such as British Standard Carbon Neutral, uh, Greenhouse Gas Protocol, and the upcoming Net Zero Standard, too. I'm just going to give you a little whistle-stop tour of how it works, because you'll, you'll get a flavor for what's involved here. So first of all, we need to integrate with your accounting software. And that is the way that we can get into the heart of your business. And we hand your data securely, and it's end-to-end -end encryption, too. So that even ecology staff don't have access. They couldn't decrypt the sort of information you're seeing. But having access to your accounting software has this enormous paper trail of where your carbon emissions lie, because every single transaction through your expenditure has a carbon emission associated with it. So once we've integrated, we start analyzing, and this is where our domain starts to happen, because we integrate all sorts of services, AI, uh, third party, kind of allow us to kind of bring a lot of metadata out of this information. So, for example, you spent some money on Dell computers for some laptops. Well, we would automatically understand that that's in the kind of the computer electronics hardware sphere. And then we'd also know that Dell was headquartered in a certain country, too. With that information, we can take this to these established carbon databases that have been built up over years and years. And you get these what's called carbon uh, emission factors back from it. So if you spend a thousand pounds at Dell Computers, you can get a carbon estimation from this. Now, this is standard practice way of estimating carbon emissions. It's been done for a long time now. But the real innovation is rather than just applying those emission factors to just a handful of data inputs like your utility bill, you actually get to plant, apply it to thousands and thousands of data points. You know, any time you have a transaction for you know, a Dell computer or someone's just bought a coffee from you know, a coffee shop. And so it all rolls up into your live, real-time carbon footprint. And seeing this yourself is, is amazing. It, it actually develops and changes throughout the day. And you can kind of pick out certain suppliers and see where the emissions of your business lie. It's really something to be able to see it right in front of you. And traditional carbon footprinting is this kind of PDF endpoint where it's just this moment in time snapshot that goes out of date quite quickly, as you can imagine. So this is just live, and it's automatically ingesting your data. And it's just very valuable indeed. So you get to set your own targets for net zero, which is something a lot of businesses should be considering. So we keep you on, on your year-on-year -year reduction target. And then one final thing. So two major opportunities for tools. So a subscription service to reverse climate change, and then measuring your carbon footprint for any business. It's all good knowing that you've increased your own contribution as an individual, maybe, or even as a business. You feel, you feel better, and you know you're doing more. But 
You want to be part of something bigger and wider than this. So we have this collective action tracker where you can celebrate together our impact together, and we see how it all rolls up into a bigger strategy. So um, there's a whistle-stop tour, but there's, there's lots of milestones that we're, that we're going through. So last year, um, we, were, we were planting the equivalent of Central Park's trees every single day. And coming up very soon is avoiding the equivalent of 25 million road miles every single day. But it gets wilder and wilder as you start to apply our nascent numbers of the tens of thousands into the millions category. If you think of brilliant subscription services like Spotify and Netflix, they're in the category of Spotify, I think it's 130 million, it's probably 160 now. Uh, Netflix too is, is topped over 200 million subscribers. Well, when you apply their sort of numbers against the numbers that we're seeing, even forecasting of uh, future price increases, the numbers are absolutely staggering. And the most exciting part about this, it's a version of taking on climate change that is put into the hands of us as everyday people or as businesses with a heart. And we feel in control for, for once over our future. Anyway, thank you very much. It's been lovely to just kind of walk you through some of our tools. Check us out. Um, have a little look on oncology.com slash zero for a bit more information about that. Thank you so much. We hope that conversation's inspired you and given you some proper actionable insight. Please look out for the next episode. And if you haven't signed up for the film versions, please visit the Blue Earth website at blueearthsummit.com. Earth Summit is happening from the 11th to the 13th of October 2022 in the great city of Bristol. We believe in the power of the outdoors to improve our health and further establish purpose-led business. Register your interest at blueearthsummit.com.